You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to jump right into our NBA episode today. And we are going to begin the conversation and talk about the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. Um, The NBA announced this week this will be a new award um, that will be given to those NBA players um, that have displayed prowess um, on social justice issues, um, that have led in conversations and initiatives. So I think it's a really amazing um, award. And I wanted to give our listeners Um, Just some background as to why Kareem was the one chosen to name, um, um, well, why Kareem was the one chosen to have this award named after, okay? Um, So early in Kareem's career, um, ESPN pulled out a quote where in his younger days, before he went to the NBA, he said, just based on what was going on around him, the injustice, he grew up in New York City, um, the injustice that he saw, he said that I knew who I had to be. Um, I had to be Black race personified. I had to be Black power in the flesh, right? So outside of being a basketball player, he had a clear vision of of what his role socially um, had to be. In 1968, He organized the boycott of the Olympic Games in Mexico City um, due to the assassinations of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Um, He said that it was difficult to represent this country, the United States, that refused to represent me and others of my color, Black people at that time. Um, He organized along with Jim Brown and Bill Russell Um, the Cleveland Summit in support of Muhammad Ali. If you guys remember, they wanted, the U.S. wanted Muhammad Ali to go and fight in Vietnam. Muhammad was like, hell nah. And um, basically, um, Kareem organized that in support of him. And in 2016, kind of like the crowning achievement of his long career of social justice, he won the Presidential Medal of Freedom that was given to him by the only Barack Obama. And so it is rightfully fitting that um, this award was named after him. My question to the guys is, A, how do you feel about the award? And do you guys, or have you guys thought about who would be like a good potential first recipient of this award in the NBA. I've I, I really uh, I really appreciate Kareem. Um you know he's always been a class act um as far as his career, longevity, <clears throat> never been afraid to use his platform to speak out for his people and uh, about injustices period going on in the world. So I can really appreciate him. Um and I really appreciate the guys now kind of taking the page out of his book. Um, it's been years that the basketball basketball world has just been solely entertainment. And I was kind of worried about the athletes that were coming up in this generation, but <clears throat> a lot of them now are following the steps of Kareem. So to answer your question, Dion, I could see somebody like a um, 
Brooklyn Net, Kyrie Irving, um, somebody like uh, I think it was the guy we have on our team that we just got. His name is slipping my head. The backup point guard that we have. Um, people like him, I can see them Hill? take. What's, what's his name again? Is it uh, Greg? Is it Greg Hill or George Hill? Hill? George, George, George Hill. Hill. Yeah, George yeah, yeah, yeah. So George Hill, Hill uh, Brown from from um, the Celtics. But it's only a few of those guys that I that I would say worthy of getting that award that Kareem with Kareem's name on it because that dude was really about that life. He was about that business. So respect to Kareem, man. Appreciate you. When it comes to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, especially what you just pointed out, Dion, that it was hard to represent a country that wouldn't represent you. Mm -hmm. And to me, that says a lot about how you feel, not just about yourself, but just others as well, um, even within the community and outside of the community. And so I feel like when we ever, whenever we think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, we always think of, I think the first thing that will always come to mind, especially for me, oh, he has the most points in NBA history. That's always gonna be the first thing that comes to mind. So him just having the mindset of, the greatness that he has just on the court, you can always admire the greatness that he has off the court. Um, one thing that you can never say about him is that he was never he wasn't never shy to say how he feels, and that's something that I feel like we need more of today, uh, especially when you need uh, people. I don't want to say people of conscience, but people who understand, especially when they're not exactly uh, in the stages where we may be in when it comes to, of course, like status. So it's always great to hear someone uh, who's always willing to speak for us. Um, and I think the first person that comes to mind who will be good for the award is specifically, Kelvin just mentioned, uh, Jalen Brown. Um, he's always out there speaking um, about different things that he's planning to do moving forward. Uh, last year, prior to the bubble, you see him out in the streets with everyone uh, protesting, leading the protests. And so I just can't think of any other person uh, more deserving, although all are deserving who participate. But he's just one person that stands out to me that I think that would be deserving of this award. Mm -hmm. And my sentiments is the same. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like I said, he was about that life. Him, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, they focus were was the people, their people in that era. And as time has changed, I I thought, and I was born a little after, but I thought um that when they started that movement that many more athletes will follow Jim Brown and follow that fashion, but it kinda died down and then, you know, and I won't forget when LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and I think it was Dwayne Wade stood up on that stage and said, and, and said, uh-uh, we're not dealing with this no more. And, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks saying, yo, we're not even playing. So, you know, Chris Paul comes to mind. Jalen Brown comes to mind. Michael Brogdon comes to mind. Um, um, There's so many people who've been out there, you know, marching, you know, even you know why I say LeBron James? LeBron James, he might have you know he's spoken, used his platform, 
you know, and 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 he was about that life. Jalen Rhodes started school. These you know these guys are doing a lot of things behind the scene, but to bring up front and you know we've seen Kaepernick who who sacrificed everything, and he's still penalized. Um, it shows how much power these NBA players have and have a, a, a the organization you know to stand behind them. Adam Sanders and the organization stand to know the value of these of who that these players. So um, I'm, I appreciate they made this done this award. And take come come out the come out the sh- um, shadows and bring it forward for its illness and our people in this day and age, and that we're no longer just gonna sit down and and and, and continue to be you know the puppets in this show, but they're gonna stand up and show that hey, we demand this, we'll move forward, and like and they realize they have power. So much so, it, um, they could they they in the bubble. What Milwaukee said, everyone, we're not playing today. You know, we're not playing today, and you know. Revenues was hurt at the time, and contracts, um, NBA contract could have been voided um, because they didn't fulfill their TV or obligation. So, I thank the NBA for looking forward and recognizing their their employees, and that you know this world will be a better place when we all realize that we are special and that we are equal, and we all have the right to breathe and to move forward and to live life. You know, I long for the day when I, I could tell my kids just go outside and just be themselves and not to say, hey, you know, overcorrect them and overdo so no one would think that they're <coughs> this way. Just be yourself. So hopefully uh, my grandchildren in the next 20 years will be able to be themselves and, you know, <laughs> and able to, to, to walk in the street and I don't have to overcorrect them because, I, you know, kids could just be a kid and scream and nobody think negative of them and it could, um, my grandson don't have to worry about getting killed and so forth in the next 20 years, so. That's my desire. Yeah, and and I share the sentiments of all of the guys. I mean, they they could not have chosen a better representative. I'm so excited um, about this award. Um, when I think of candidates, like I'm not going to say LeBron James, and I'm not saying that because he hasn't used his platform. But when I start thinking about like active, tangible things. I'm more in line with the Kyrie Irvins who who does stuff behind the scenes and he he don't get on Twitter, he don't get on Facebook or any social media platform and says, hey, I just fed a whole community or I just donated X amount of money so people can go to college. And Kyrie is constant in this. And I'm not saying this because I'm also a Brooklyn Nets fan. I'm just saying it because it is what it is. Um, I think Chris Paul is such a leader and, and I'm surprised, um, you know, anyone didn't mention him. Like he's like a mobilizer, right? So when things happen, it's not like he's home and he's like, oh, that's bad. Like, like he's a doer. So I feel like he could be in the conversation um, as well. Um, George Hill is another one. He, he was the backbone behind that protest in the bubble last season um, in the playoffs, right? And so you have these athletes that are very vocal, that are very active, that are very passionate about these things. And so um, I don't know, like, I feel like Kyrie should get it first but if not Kyrie I feel like Chris Paul should um he'll definitely be my second choice so 
we'll see how it goes. But super excited about this. Excited that this will now be an NBA legacy going forward. I think it's really, really important to have things like this in the forefront. The public can see and um, the public can can appreciate. So let's um, transition and um, head on down or up, depending on where you are, to New York City. Let's talk about those Knicks. So the Knicks have clinched their fourth seed playoff berth um, today. They were able to beat Boston. And the question I have for the guys is seeing what we have seen, I believe the Knicks have won 41 games. They were projected to win approximately between 20 and 22 this season. Um, Coach Tibbs came in there, changed the dynamic, got the defense pumping. Mind you, we're the number one defense in the league, okay? Not just in the East, in the league, we were ranked number one. And so my question for the guys is, should Coach Tibbs get Coach of the Year? Absolutely. Like I said, we had on my rant, we had, Dion wasn't there. When we had our, my little rant, I laid out, who, the, like Dion said, the Knicks was predicted on this machine, this computer, this algorithm, 22 games. You know, they were right about four years ago, amount of games the Knicks would have won. They almost were right on the money the past few years. The Knicks was projected to be a trash team. Yes, um, the Phoenix Sun, Monty Williams, is a candidate. He was my coach of the year last year, the bubble coach of the year. But he has a superstar. How many stars he has on that team? Right? Devin Booker. Who else? Who else he had? Aiden. Who else he had? Bridges. They have a... They have a bunch of collaborative stars and soon-to-be stars. That team is just boiled over. But the Knicks, and mind you, this is Thibodeau's first year. First year. And we have, and if we look in the East, we predicted, we, of course, we knew the 76ers would be number one, number one or two, number two. The Nets would be number one or number two. And everybody else will fall in line. Who we thought would be number four? If we check the tape, we thought Miami would be number four. Then we thought, um, the Celtics will be five or four. Then we then we thought the um, the Wizards with, uh, with the addition of um, um, Westbrook would be up there. We thought the Knicks might be biting for a play-in game. But what Thibodeau have done once again took one you know level one tier talent, one superstar, one star, all star, and mold this team to the number four seed. And don't forget, they had a how many a nine-game winning streak, and they won thirteen out of the last fourteen. Thibodeau has done it again. Like I said, Thibodeau is one of the best coach in the NBA. Thibodeau is what the team said. We bought into his plan, so I don't see anyone taking as less and done more with. And this is his history. Who bring who? There isn't no one. Thibodeau is the coach of the year. And two, NBA players who thought the New York Knicks was not cool are now saying what LeBron James said. Knicks are good. The NBA is good. So the fact is, if the New York Knicks, who have one of the largest fans, is good, the NBA is doing better. So you could take that financial aspect, fanfare, and doing 
taking five ingredients and making a, 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 a cake, a five-tier cake. That's what Thibodeau has done. Oh, oh my bad. I fell asleep because Phil was going on too long. <laughs> Look, don't be disrespectful to my team, man. Nah, it was Phil. Phil can make his point. Like, this is how Phil is. Phil can, <laughs> Phil will give you a whole bunch of like stuff. And it's like, okay, Phil, like, what are you going to sit on? It's like, <laughs> like the way Phil like makes his uh, arguments, it's like Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't have to make a lot of moves to get to the basket, but he just does it just because. That's how Phil operates when it comes to his debates. <laughs> this is a one two move and go. Phil is boom, 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 boom. Oh, no, let me let me back up and do it again. Boom, 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 and then make his point. Um, I kind of want to agree with you, but no. Um, I'm still on the Monty Williams train. Um, you can say that you call all these other players superstars when they're just in their second and third years making the necessary leaps. Um, I will say that Thibs is definitely deserving, like. He's going to be in the top two. Like, to me, I feel like the top two is Thibs and Monty, and then probably Snyder third, and then there's everybody else. Now, I still want to say, like, uh, I feel like James Jones should be executive of the year. I just want to throw him out because they never they never talk about executive of the year, but Steve Kerr got one and no one ever mentions it, but I definitely feel like James Jones of the Suns definitely deserves executive of the year, seeing where they come from. And then now the progression that we have seen over them, because when we think about it, they were projected the Suns to be a seventh seed. Now look at them. They were basically battling for second. I mean, you have your argument, Phil. I mean, I don't think you can disagree with your points other than you talking about all these superstars and everything, but I feel like the whole culture change is the reason why the Knicks are what they are. Now, if you didn't have the people that you have in your front office beside Thibs, I don't think the situation changes because we can go back to the situation in Minnesota. Thibs, he, he went that one year, but guess what? They were still hanging on the edge. And guess what? The Eastern Conference this year has just been that bad. It's been the top three and then everybody else. The teams we expected to do good, they haven't. It's a COVID year. I don't know what I don't know what that four was, but yeah, they're they're number four, but teams are just that bad this year. Missing games because of COVID. Missing games. Obviously, injury is a part of the game, but I'm not gonna, really gonna make that an excuse. But he is deserving, but I still feel like Monty has definitely exceeded expectations just as much as Thibs. I said just as much. So yeah, I'm a I'm gonna go with um you know, Thibs Thibs he, he's done a good job this year. I'll say he's done a good job this year. He's uh you know but the bar was set so low. You know what I'm saying? Like like the oh, bar was God. set so low man like <laughs> we talking about we talking about the fourth seed as if it's the number one seed, but it's not. Which the Phillies, the Sixers got by the way, but it's not about the Sixers right now. But I would say um, Tibbs is deserving to get a runner up because I have him tied for third on my list. I have I have Snyder there, I have Monty there, as Allen put out. Then I have him tied for third with Doc Rivers. 
So, uh, you know, wait, I mean, what? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, this, this dude is such a hater. Phil took a whole chapter, man. Like, Phil was talking <laughs> for 30 minutes, yo. Like, let me get 10 more seconds. But all I'm saying is, Tips has done good, like Dion pointed out the, uh, uh, beforehand. That mm-hmm. the defense, great, not good, great. Thank the you. Defense, the defense, you know, is top in the league right now. He got these guys defending. But we acting like D. Rose didn't come in and, and, and have a major part in what's going on in New York, too. I, I, you failed to mention his name, Phil. That's why you just kept on talking about one star. I feel like that's disrespectful to D. Rose. But Tibbs, you did a great job. Shout out to New York for the fourth seed. You guys have done a great job. Shout out to New York. Fourth seed. It's your championship. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Be happy, New York. First of all, shout out to New York, who has secured the second and the fourth seed. There is no other city that can even boast close to it, not even with those two powerhouses. Well, the one powerhouse and the Clippers and the other team in LA, okay? Shout out to New York, two and four. I would take two in the top four any day of the week, okay? Number one, see, so, it, 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 it don't matter. It don't matter. We want two and four and one now. You're horrible. You're horrible. Two, two and four. The, the top seed is still trusting the process that y'all been telling me to trust for years now. And, and, Let's and, see. Look, whatever. Whatever. Brooklyn was supposed to Brooklyn was supposed to take the number one seed. We're not hey, gonna talk about no. Okay, KD and Harden didn't even play 40 games this season. Like, and and we we are still at number two. So come on, come on now. Like, let's all relax. Let's all relax. Superstar. So, super, super star. You're such a hit. Oh. You know what? Dion, let's focus back on the Knicks. Exactly. Dick Rose, who's played Detroit, right? Had the opportunity. And what happened? He came into Thibodeau's system and flourished. Right? Yeah. Al Burke. I mean, um, yeah, Al Burke. He was in Detroit. And came to Thibodeau's situation. Burlock. Burlock. He was in. He played it for the Clippers, and all over the planet. And Thibodeau took him, took RJ in his thirty sec, his third year. This is RJ's second year, actually, second. and flourish because you know the 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 stop the midseason kind of made him feel an extra year. So he has taken castaways. Noel, you know, we thought Noel was a bust, right? Didn't he play in Philadelphia? Right? What did y'all do with him? Y'all kicked him high horse. Y'all told told him to trust the process, and yep. he still don't know what the process is today. Thank you. But for the anyway, record, for the record, uh huh. Play on our team now, so <laughs> he doesn't play. He doesn't find room on the number one seed. So oh god, whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. Like I said, Thibodeau has took everybody. Everybody on the Knicks team literally was throwaways, afterthoughts, other than the draft picks. Correct. Julius Randle's an afterthought. What are you thinking about Julius Randle from last year? Uh, Julius Randle was still averaging about 20 points a game. Right. Like, no, him, yeah, but he was losing. He was losing. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, one second. Let me just say it. Remember when we signed Dion, only Dion and I could talk about Dion. When KD decided to go to the Nets, 
Uh-huh. And then we ran to, I'm sorry for yelling, but we ran to LA and sat uh-huh. down and said, Julius, and the Knicks announces, we sound Julius Randall. What was on your mind? I was like, okay. Um, like, oh, okay, look, I'll be honest. Like, anyone that's not KD is a huge, like, letdown for me. Thank I'll you. be honest. No, no, no. And no, but anybody. With that said, I wasn't jumping and screaming and throwing stuff because Thank we you. got Randall. Because Thank he's you. a good player. He's a good player, but did you think he's gonna really do anything for the Knicks? No. He's a he's a he's a piece. But did we think he's going to shoot 22% from the three-point line to 40-something and be an all-star? He had potential, but he, he wasn't the star. New York, L.A. got rid of him. Yeah. One and done. New Orleans didn't offer him anything. He was a free agent. And when the Knicks signed him, everybody was like, this is the worst year of life. We yeah. struck out on KD. We struck out Kyrie, and we didn't get the number one pick. Yeah, I wasn't going to get Kyrie anyway. Right, exactly. Kyrie has zero, zero interest. But but let me get back to the question at hand. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you. About Coach Sith. So you guys mentioned uh, Monty Snyder. and Snyder, who, who are legit, who are legitimate, legitimate um, contenders and has to be in the conversation. Like, I kind of feel like those top three, that's it. Like, I don't want to hear about anyone else. That's it. So with that said, though, I think you have to look at the team that the Knicks were before. Like, you can't look at this award solely just on, oh, they're doing kind of good so far. Even with Tibbs coming over, they were still projected to win um, 22 games. Then Tibbs took, like, last year's Knicks, was like Lazarus, right? Dead, 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 dead. And then Tibbs is like a super great value center version of Jesus, right? Who came and resurrected, like brought them to life, raised them up. Now, Phoenix, Phoenix came in the bubble. They were the hottest team in the bubble, right? So we already started seeing that greatness and that prowess of Monty, right? But Tibbs kind of took nothing and out of nothing created what we see today, right? 41 wins, number four in the East, top in defense. I mean, he literally transformed the culture. And like Phil mentioned, now other NBA players was like, man, I like the Knicks. When the Knicks do well, the NBA does well. Because regardless of how bad we've been doing for years, we are still the number one earning team in the NBA. It will never change. We can win zero games and it wouldn't matter, right? And so, I don't know, with all the value that has been added this year with Tibbs, it has to be him for me. As great as Monty is, as great as Snyder is, so that's where I stand on it. There is no other consideration. No Doc Rivers. I don't know where that drunk comment came from. So that's just where I stand. Standing out of bounds. <laughs> All right. 
let's go on to the west so we spoke a little bit about the east let's go on to the west as of today the lakers and i know they play at some point tonight they are number seven in the west they are in a tie though with portland who plays um portland plays tonight as well and so tonight's games can kind of determine who's going to take that sixth spot or the seventh spot my question for the guys, though, if the Lakers remain in the number seven spot and has to do the playing tournament, do you think they would prefer to play the Suns first or the Jazz first? And we're asking this because depending on where they fall, whether it's seven or eight, they'll play either one. Who do you think the Lakers would prefer to play first? Easy. I mean, to me, it wouldn't. They probably don't care who they play, but if I were them, I would want to play the Jazz. And here's why. Every time that Rudy Gobert has to play someone who is a quality big, it's barbecue chicken every time. Every time. Like, it's on the record. Like, whoever he plays that's a big center, eh, have fun. Have fun with that 200 mil. I mean, shoot, you can just sit on that and still say, hey, at least I got 200 mil in my pocket from getting eat up every night throughout a series. But I feel like they can lean a lot more on their defense um, to be able to um, at least just slow down the Utah Jazz because I know that they're one of the top three three-point shooting teams in the league. But um, I know for one, as the Lakers are starting to get their rhythm, um, for one thing, like they have options all across the board that I feel like they would match up a little bit better um, with them when you have Davis you have Drummond you can even toss in Gasol in there and then you have all your others um, outside of AD you got uh, THT playing well now coming down the stretch with LeBron being God um, Shooter is getting better getting ready to come back so you're really starting to get your get your legs together just to play that team specifically um, also with Donovan coming back because he's supposed to come back in the playoffs so we don't really know what he's going to look like because he hasn't played with, he hasn't played in what almost, it feels like almost a month now. So I think it'll be interesting for them to play the, play the jazz first. I feel like the Suns are just like, they keep climbing. Although they're like sitting there too. I still feel like there's another level that they're reaching at the moment. Like we, we saw in the game against uh, Portland recently. It just seemed like they had the game, then lost the game, but then took the game right back. So I just feel like the Jazz will probably be a great matchup for them. But to them, they probably don't even care. I am going to agree with you. The most vulnerable number one other than the 76ers are the Utah Jazz. They're not battle-tested. Um, they've gotten – they live by the three. And most team other than if you have Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson – you're going to die by the three. We've seen the Houston Rockets have done that. Two, the Lakers, they, I think they pull a pause to take that team down. And that team is not going to be as challenge. That team is not going to be a challenge to the new Lakers with, you know, Drummond and AD, like you stated. So I agree with you 100%. I think they are the most vulnerable number one seed in, in post in history, other than um, Dallas when they lost to the We Believe team. So Lakers want to face Utah. But I also agree. They don't really care. Um, they're the defending cha reigning defending champions. So 
I believe in LeBron and AD, and I I think it's going to be a, any team that have to face them in the seven game series because they're number seven. I mean, they automatically go into either be the seven or eight seed. They could lose, they they get they going to into playoff uh, as long as they just remain the seven seed, which I think they are, and they still have opportunity to jump to the six seed if um Portland lose. So we'll see. I I I believe in I believe in the, uh, the Lakers going to take over that. Um, deal with the Utah Jazz for ease. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm agree with you guys. I feel like um, the question is probably had to be reframed. Like, uh, who, what team at the top want to avoid the Lakers the most? Um, because I feel like both teams should want to avoid the Lakers. The Lakers are the defending champs. They got LBJ, AD, and when these dudes is close to 100. percent it is very scary. So I really don't feel like the Lakers are trying to figure out a strategy. The only thing they concern with is rest at this point and just getting as much as rest as possible. But I, I mean, another another point in the aspect of this thing is LeBron James' legacy. LeBron James going out in the first round, ugh, it's going to be a lot of talk if that happens. So I feel like this first round, whoever it is with Lakers playing the first round, it's going to be an epic series, and I'm looking forward to the West just because it's a lot of storylines going to be attached to whoever the Lakers play the first round because LeBron James cannot afford to go out the first round. Legacy. I I agree with everyone. I don't think they care per se. Um, I think the Lakers are going to come out victorious um, in the playing games. Um, so. I'm not worried if we're talking about who would be the easier opponent. Allen hit it on the head. Phil hit it on the head. It's going to be the Jazz. I think we had an episode maybe a month or two ago. It's like they are fool's gold, right? They're at the top of the West. No one believes in them. Um, like we all know what's going to happen in the playoffs. So I don't think anyone is worried about them and they're not as competitive as the Suns in my opinion. Like I don't even think it's close kind of so um I I agree with you both I think the question though I think what we need to look at is is how help now I haven't watched the Lakers this week is AD and LeBron back yes they played yes. yesterday I think yep, they're both back okay and how did they play yesterday they oh, both they had around the same stats like LeBron had like 25 26 they combined Seven, for 53, 53. Yeah, points. and uh, AD had a little bit more points, more rebounds, less assists. Oh, okay. Okay, so good. So it, it, it seems like at the very least the, the top two players on the team seem to be back. They seem to be healthy. They're doing what they need to do. Yeah, so the, the Lakers aren't going to have a problem with, um, with these playing games. Um, Kelvin, I do like your question. It's like who <laughs> it should probably be turned around because um, – Facing the Lakers in the first round is going to be an uphill battle for whoever it is. Um, just like facing, you know, who has to face Philly, who has to face Brooklyn, you know, like that's the first team that you have to play. It's, it's, it's just going to be rough. I don't expect anyone to beat the Lakers because Lord knows if they do, Oh, we are going to tape a three hour episode with me talking <laughs> about LeBron James. Okay. Um, so. And I rather, um, them, I rather them play the Suns 
for the record. I feel like they'll, I, let me say on record, I feel like they'll do better with the Suns than the, the Jazz. You think so? I think people sleeping on that Jazz team. Okay. And that's, that's the problem. Like a team like that, to me, they know nobody believes in them. So they're not going to, they're, they're not going into the playoff like a number, a regular number one seed that's like we supposed to win. I don't yeah. feel like they're going to approach that the way that basketball at all. So I feel like, I really feel like a team like with a veteran point guard like Chris Paul, somebody that knows LeBron James and somebody's not scared of the moment. I really feel that's like going to go against him because he's used to playing those type of games against LeBron. Utah, this is the biggest thing for them. So, like, they're going to approach the first game like it's a championship game if it's against the Lakers. So, I mean, I just, I'm just i just talking about the mental aspect of it. I agree with you guys with saying. I understand your points. But I do think – I think the Lakers will have a better time against uh, the Suns. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's going to be exciting to see. We get to see some playing games this week. Um, so, our listeners, tune in because you know we're going to talk about those playing games and kind of what the playoff picture looks like. Um, so until next time, shout out to the Hall of Famers. Oh, that's right. We can't forget Kobe, the Kobe Bean Bryant from Philly, um, has been sworn in to the Hall of Fame yesterday, um, you know, by the, the GOAT, the GOAT Michael Jordan, um, just so we're clear. Um, as well as Tim Duncan was in that class. Uh, Kevin Garnett was in that class. Tamika Catchings. Yep. And I think Ben Wallace, right? Oh, Ben too. Yeah, Ben Wallace. Oh, he was today. He's getting inducted today. Oh, he's getting inducted today. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and don't forget the Knicks broadcaster, Mike Berman. All right, Mike. (laughs) Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. (laughs) <laughs> so yes yeah, shout out to the hall of class shout out to ben wallace who is the yeah. first undrafted player to be inducted into the hall of fame oh isn't he i think he's hbcu too yes yes virginia yes. union yep yeah so that is a huge huge accomplishment so i have one question dion mm-hmm. you heard what rudy said rudy tom that tom I forgot how I can't pronounce his last name, but uh-huh. he said that Big Shot should be in the Hall of Fame. Who said that? Who said oh that? gosh, Rudy, um, the 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 Houston coach, Tom Djokovic. John, uh, yeah, he uh, said that Big Shot should okay. be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, <laughs> I mean, right. that was coach, so <laughs> of course he's gonna say that. Uh, <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, shout out to Big Shot, Bob. Yeah, that's about it, though. Um, yeah. So until next time, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to have a really exciting show. Yes, it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.